Good morning, church. It's Sunday morning, and we want to begin uh, to talk about some, some new things today in our crazy world. I want us to consider focusing on a, on a theme in the next couple of weeks, hope with redemption. Hope with redemption. What does that mean? How can we learn from God's Word what it means to have hope with redemption? And I believe that God has given me an underlying scripture that I want us to kind of cling to in the next few weeks from Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1 verses 2 through 5. I want to read it for us here this morning. But this is kind of going to be an underlying verse for us or verses for us as we go through this series. But I want us to pull from other scripture and other stories of hope with redemption to see if we can glean anything from those. So let's read from Galatians chapter 1 and see what Paul writes here for us. Galatians chapter 1, verses 2 through 5, we read these words. To the churches in Galatia, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. As we think about this theme I think we need to make some definitions clear. What does it mean to rescue? Rescue means to free or deliver from confinement, violence, danger, or evil. What does it mean to redeem? Sometimes these words go hand in hand. Redeem means to buy or pay off, to clear by payment, to recover by payment or other satisfaction, to discharge or fulfill. And then finally, we've talked about this before, what does it mean to have hope? Hope means to feel that something desired may happen, to look forward to with desire and reasonable confidence. What is your hope gauge at this morning? If you're taking notes this morning, I've given you a little uh, a gauge or a meter there to fill out. Where is your hope meter today on a scale from 1 to 10? Do you have hope today? Are you looking for hope in places today. You see, when our hope meter is low, I believe that we tend to hope that maybe we can get rescued from our present state or our situation that's at hand. If we're on a one to a two, or a, we're, we're, one, we're wanting to be rescued from something, and we have hope in that. Let's use these def- definitions to kind of create a space here for a minute. Do you feel that something desired, do you have hope, that you're going to be delivered from confinement or isolation right now, or delivered from the violence and the danger of an evil world that we live in? Do you feel that those desires may happen or be fulfilled in your life today? You see, we can insert these definitions and sayings into our lives in many different ways, even today. When we put our hope in things that are not reliable, Most of the time, we could wind up rescued, or we could wind up not rescued and not redeemed. And we may not be delivered out of that situation. I think there are many of us today, if we're to be honest, we would admit we would like to be rescued from this current state we're in. We would like to be redeemed in our present situation to something that's more normal or something we're used to. Paul was writing to the churches in Galatia in our text But I believe the Bible is real and active and still applies to us today. So let's personalize this verse for us today. Paul writes to us, to the church in Pittsfield. 
grace and peace to you today because of the God we serve through Jesus Christ will rescue us from this present evil age according to the will of God the Father. I don't know about you, but that gives me hope today. I have hope in a God today. However, I don't want us to confuse hope and rescue to being removed from our problems. You see, the commentator in my Bible, the Life Application Bible, you can read this too in this section. The commentator says this, God's plan all along was to save us by Jesus' death. We have been rescued from the power of this present evil age, a world ruled by Satan and full of cruelty, tragedy, temptation, and deception. But being rescued from this evil age does not mean that we are taken out of it, but that we are no longer enslaved to it. You and I, we were saved, we were rescued and redeemed to live a life for God. So why does God allow this evil to happen to us today? You might ask that question. You may have asked it through this time of isolation and quarantine. But I want to encourage you today. I want to give you hope today. Because I believe that why would God allow this to happen? I believe the reason is this. Because God allows only that which he's going to redeem. Let me say that again. God allows only that which he can redeem. In other words, God's got a plan for this. He's not surprised by this. And in fact, God's going through it with us. I'm so glad I'm not alone in this mess. He's right here trudging through this evil with us. Why? Because he has a plan to redeem this, to rescue us from this situation for his glory and for our good. If you believe that, would you just say amen? I wanted to show you some parallels from Scripture today uh, of what we're going through and how what we're going through may help us to apply the Scripture in our own lives today. I want us to look today to the story of Ruth. And I want us to see what we can glean from her life and Naomi's life and how it may apply to us today. So let me, let me briefly retell the story. You can flip over to Ruth uh, in your scriptures this week. It's only four chapters long. I encourage you to read the whole story. Uh, it's, a great, it's a great story. But in chapter 1, we're introduced to Ruth through Naomi and Elimelech. Naomi is the, the, the woman in this relationship. She's the mother. She's the wife of Elimelech. And Naomi and Elimelech have two sons. And these two sons marry Ruth and another woman named Orpah. We see very early on in this story that death takes a toll on this family. And Naomi's husband, Elimelech, dies. And so Naomi is left as a widow with her two sons and their wives, Ruth and Orpah. But death continues to play a toll on this family, and the two sons end up dying. And so now we have three widows that are trying to find hope in a world where they feel lost, where they feel alone, where they really feel hopeless. They begin to ask questions. What do we do next? What is our purpose? And Naomi begins to direct her daughter-in-laws to to go back to their home and go back to their families. And she's trying to give them purpose. She's trying to give them direction. But at the same time, she feels very hopeless. She doesn't know what to do either. She tells her daughter-in-laws to leave, and she's going to return to her homeland. So if you're taking notes, I want you to jot these things down with us. We're going to look at the comparison. Ruth and you. 
Ruth and you today. Ruth has a sense of a loss of hope in the future. In the moments of grief for Naomi, Ruth, we see, tries to encourage her and tries tries to be be hopeful hopeful to her her mother-in-law. But But however, Naomi Naomi doesn't doesn't give give much much hope. hope. And I can can see see Ruth Ruth probably probably tends to lose some of her hope into her her future, as now she's a widow and she's trying to discover what she needs to do. She asks questions of Naomi because now she's in a new land. She's in a place she's never been before. She's away from her family and all she has is Naomi. And so she begins to ask questions. What is the new normal for us? Where can we find hope? Where can we find our livelihood? How do we continue? I don't know if you've ever been there before, where there's a sense of newness in your life or a sense of uncertainty and unknown. In fact, I know you've been there because we're all there right now. We're in a new day and age. Nothing is normal. Nothing is the way that it used to be. And maybe we have a loss of hope in our future. Maybe you're sitting there today thinking, what have I lost hope in today? What have I lost hope in? Where's your hope meter today? Have you lost hope in the normal? Does your world seem to be a brand new place? It's scary. It's hard. There's uncertainty. It doesn't seem to fit into your understanding of what you should do or how you should live. Why is God taking us through this? How can we have hope with redemption? Let's keep going in the story of Ruth. We see Ruth begins to follow the lead of others. And she follows their lead into unknown territory. Ruth 1.16 says this, But Ruth replied to Naomi, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. I think it's very fitting that we read these words from Ruth as, as Naomi is urging her to go home. And Ruth says, No, I'm with you. I'm going to follow your, your authority. I'm going to follow your orders. And we're going to do this together. I am with you. She remained loyal to Naomi. Ruth is out in an unknown world trying to figure out what to do. She follows Naomi's lead and instructions and trusts that there will be redemption as she has hope that God has this under control. Your God, Naomi, will be my God. She then follows her to this new country, and they begin to settle in, and they have orders from Naomi again to go and find food and to find a place where they can begin to make life normal again. Ruth follows those orders. Naomi knows they have to survive, and she tells Ruth to go out into the fields and and glean, and Ruth says, I will go and find a place. And she goes and gleans the 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 harvest from the workers in the fields and she has to be very careful and that's a whole nother story of the danger that's involved there but Ruth begins to work in the fields trying to help make life happen in this situation but her loyalty to Naomi leads her to a field that is owned and operated by someone that is close to the family she didn't realize it at the time though she begins to do her work and follow this example You see, this is an example of hope with redemption, because God directed her path even when she didn't know where to go. God directed her because she was obedient and loyal, and she had hope that God was going to provide. So I want to ask you the question today. Who are you following in this unknown world today? Who are you following? 
Who are you remaining loyal to in these days? Loyalty is very important that we stay, we stay united and strong together. So the next question is, will you remain loyal? Maybe you've isolated yourself so much that you feel alone in this world and you're not loyal to anything or anybody or any, anything that's going on. You're just doing your own thing. I want to encourage you. Will you remain loyal to a few things today? Will you remain loyal to your family? It's very hard in these times of isolation to to continue to live day in and day out in a new normal that's not the same. And you may be getting frustrated with the ones you love and live with. You may be getting discouraged because things you're seeing are not the way that it used to be and you're just getting frustrated. Would you remain loyal to your family? Would you remain in those those God-honoring relationships? Would you continue to trust Him in those areas? And that leads us to the next thing. Will you remain loyal in your walk with God? He wants to walk with us in this. Will you stay close to Him? And then finally, I want to ask you today, will you remain loyal to your church? Why is that important, Pastor? Well, let's talk about it for a minute. Whose direction and guidance are you following? It's easy for us to get distracted in this day and age because we can get sidetracked with uh, a YouTube video or a different message that may not be the message that we need to hear. Some say we shouldn't follow those in the authority over us, and we may get in the trap of raising our fists to the government or to the governor or whomever we may be listening to that we don't agree with. And because we don't agree with them or, or we think we know best, we want to just shun them and push them aside. But what does Scripture tell us to do? What does Scripture tell us about who to follow and how to follow them? I want to encourage you to go read Romans 13. It gives us some direction as Christ followers of how we should live our lives. Who are you loyal today? Your family? Do you love your family? Will you commit to staying loyal to them, being strong for them in this day? Will you be loyal to God? Are you spending time getting to know Him? Are you spending time in those intimate moments of reading His Word and praying and seeking His face? In the times of uncertainty and chaos, we can cling to our relationship with Him. Remain loyal to God. Seek Him, and He will come close to you. And I want to encourage you to remain loyal to your church. In these days and age, you can go and find your food, spiritual food, anywhere. And in fact, I'm probably going to more church now than I've ever gone in my life. And I'm thankful for that, but I'm also thankful for Pittsfield Church of the Nazarene. Remain loyal for your, to your church. Hebrews writer tells us to not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. And we may think, you know what, nobody's meeting together. We can't go to church. Well, we are meeting together. We're getting together in these ways on online church, and we're, we're working together through, through Zoom meetings. It's just a different kind of gathering. I want to encourage you, remain loyal to your church family? Are you reaching out to one another? Are you showing love and respect and concern and care for one another? Your church family needs you. Thank you for being a part of Pittsfield Church of the Nazarene. I want to encourage you to have hope with redemption as you remain loyal. I want us to fast forward in the story a little bit. Chapters 2 and 3 talk about an interaction that Ruth has with Boaz, the owner of the field that she's been in. And we see Ruth and return to Naomi on that first day, and she's met Boaz, and Boaz has given her uh, extra food and grain to take back to Naomi. And 
Ruth has worked hard that day, and she's brought back um, the fruit of her labor to Naomi. And she goes and she tells Naomi whose field she's been in. She tells Naomi of the man she's met, and Naomi immediately remembers this man. And I believe, we don't read about it, but I believe that Naomi just had to have that hope meter increase exponentially as she hears the name of Boaz. Hope has been restored for Naomi and Ruth and their family. But we need to realize something today. We have hope through redemption with God. In Ruth and Naomi's life, they are reintroduced to their family redeemer. Boaz is their family redeemer. Boaz makes a willful decision to love Ruth and Naomi. Boaz makes a willful decision to rescue them from their current situation. He goes to the extreme of talking to the other city members and, and the people around a witness to get the, the, the everything in order to be able to redeem Naomi and Ruth. And Boaz makes a willful decision to lead his new family into the future. And just as Boaz makes this willful decision to do these things, we must realize today that our hope needs to come with redemption from God, God a God who loves us, a God who cares for us and wants to rescue us, and a God who wants to lead us. If you're taking notes, jot this down. God is our hope and redemption. God loves you. God wants to rescue and redeem you. God wants to lead you in your life. What does that mean for us today? Well, let's look back at those definitions. What does it mean to rescue? To free or deliver from confinement, violence, danger, or evil. God wants to rescue you from that confinement of sin and isolation that says, I can do this on my own. He wants to rescue us from ourselves. God wants to redeem us. He has redeemed us through Jesus Christ. He wants to pay off or clear us of all of our sins and wrongdoing. Why? Because He loves us. Because He wants us. To be redeemed. And we have hope in this as well. To feel that something desired may happen. I have a desire to know my God more intimately and personally. I have hope that I can do that through a relationship with Him. I look forward to with desire and reasonable confidence that God is my Redeemer. Amen? Galatians 1, 2-5. Let's personalize it. To the church in Pittsfield, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue and redeem us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. As you think about this hope with redemption today and Ruth's story, Will you choose today to focus on the hope and the redemption that we have through God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ? Our hope is not in the crucifixion of Jesus. Our hope is in the resurrection of Jesus. Why does God allow evil in our world? Where is He in all of this? He's right there with us being crucified all over again. Why? Because as Christ followers, we cannot look at our hope for the, from the crucifixion. The cross was important, 
but it's not what gives us hope today. What gives us hope today is the resurrection of Jesus Christ because He is who He says He is. He is our Redeemer. He is our hope. And I pray that today you will let Him give you hope with His redemption for your life. God bless you. Let's pray together. Father God, we love you today. And we thank you for your love for us, that your love for us gives us reason to have hope because you want to redeem us and make us right with you. You want to rescue us from our present situations. You want to bring us out of a dark place. And we can have hope because you are a God who has a plan. You are a God who loves us, who cares for us and wants to redeem us. And you're a God who wants to lead us in a new path and in a new way. So God, I pray today for all of us and all of those people that are struggling with their hope meter low. Lord, would you remind them that you're on the throne today and that just as you took care of Ruth and Naomi, you will take care of us today in this present evil state we're in. And God, we will give you the glory and the honor and the power because you deserve it and because we love you. Thank you for being our Redeemer and our God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. It's been good to be with you today. I pray that you're able to worship today in spirit and in truth with your family. God bless you. We'll talk again soon.